It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 14th, a little late on June 14th, but June 14th nonetheless, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we will talk about Game 6 of the NBA Finals and the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA championship. Congratulations to the Toronto Raptors on that. And of course, we'll do my annual everyone's zero and zero discussion today. As the season now resets, we get ready for the offseason with the NBA draft coming up on Thursday, or less than a week away, and the offseason ahead as the 2020 season now officially comes into view. And of course, this is uh, now my, I think, my third season doing Locked On Magic. I think I think it's season three. Uh, and so um, we're, we're still technically in season three. I don't flip the calendar over till July 1st, but uh, we are at the end of the season. So I do want to thank everyone for sticking with us throughout the entire 2019 season. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail like we do here, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you could find anywhere else. Do you want the lowdown on the Toronto Raptors and the celebration of winning the NBA championship? Locked On Raptors is your best source. They know the Raptors better than anyone. We've had Sean Woodley on the podcast, especially when the Magic were playing the Raptors, and even when they weren't playing the Raptors. Sean does a great job on Locked On Raptors, gets some great guests, and some great discussion on the Toronto Raptors. No one knows that team better than he does, and and they do over there. Um, They follow the team with the same level of care and detail that we do here. And so Lockdown Raptors is your best source of information for the NBA champions, the Toronto Raptors. You can check out Lockdown Warriors as well, as well as all the other great teams. Every team is covered in the NBA on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Plus, currently on Lockdown NBA, we have our Lockdown NBA mock draft going on. Today was pick 16. The Magic are picking 16. So you will hear me break down why I traded the 16th pick. And I'll talk a little bit more about that reasoning uh, later on next week, uh, probably on Tuesday's episode of Locked on Magic. Um, as we get closer and closer to the NBA draft, it might be actually Wednesday now that I think about it, uh, just planning planning out shows ahead here. Uh, but you can check out my reasoning a little bit earlier on the Locked On NBA podcast uh, as we go through the Locked On NBA mock draft. Again, you can find all these podcasts on iTunes, wherever you download podcasts, and especially on the Himalaya app. The Himalaya app is a new app 
that allows you to uh, find new podcasts. They literally curate podcasts for you based on the podcasts that you like and follow and your interests. And they have podcasts across the whole scope from news and politics to short stories to entertainment and culture to sports. All, all the podcasts you could ever want on the Himalaya app, all in one place, so you can create playlists, discover new podcasts, and everything else. Follow Locked On Magic on Himalaya today. The Himalaya app is the home of the Locked On Podcast. Network your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. The Toronto Raptors are your 2019 NBA champions. And they are a deserving champion. A team that fought a lot this year. Had plenty of reasons to be doubted. A team that took a tremendous risk at the beginning of the season. Knowing that their, their current group or their previous group had kind of topped off. And that if they really wanted to win a championship, if they really wanted to compete at a new level, they needed to take perhaps a drastic step. Perhaps it was a drastic step. Masai Ujiri's move to bring in Kawhi Leonard proved to be the biggest difference, or at least a huge difference, in their winning a title this year. Kawhi Leonard was stellar throughout the entire playoffs. The clear finals MVP. Uh, you know, I, I've been joking on Twitter that I thought Aaron Gordon played the best defense on him of any individual player in the playoffs. Kawhi Leonard still dropped 30 per game on him. I, I, I think Aaron would, would probably say that he could have been better, and he could have been. But there was just very little anyone could do to stop Kawhi Leonard for most of the playoffs. The only, I mean, a strong double team was about the only thing anyone could do, and if that was the case, Pascal Siakam just beat you up. But to me, Game 6 was about Kyle Lowry. The guy who has been with the Raptors through this entire process has been through all the ups and downs that that franchise and that team and that group has gone through. Has probably had more questions asked about him than any other player in that organization. When he failed to score in Game 1 against the Magic, the attention was put on Kyle Lowry. You can't go scoreless if you're an All-Star. You can't take just seven shots if you're an All-Star in that game. You needed to do more, and even though Nick Nurse said, and I actually tended to agree with him, Nick Nurse said, you know, I thought Lowry was aggressive. He was getting others involved. So what? He didn't score. We lost by three on a game-winning shot. I appreciate, I, I didn't disagree with Nick Nurse in defending his player, and Nick Nurse got blasted for saying that. But indeed, Kyle Lowry did get more aggressive as that series went on. 
And even though others continue to say, and I'll include myself because I think I said it in, in my podcast with, with Sean Woodley before Game 5, even though Lowry continued to get criticism, then say, oh, he's not a strong playoff performer. This was his game. This was his moment. He made big, he, he, he paced the Raptors through the first half of that game. Made several big shots as the game went on. And he was instrumental to this, to this win. As he kind of said after the game, as he was quoted saying after the game, people can continue to doubt me. I'm an NBA champion. And that's, nothing, that's something no one can take away from him. And as much as anyone else, this was Kyle Lowry's championship. And I know Toronto is so happy for him. And honestly, if you care about people in this league, everyone is happy for him. That he silenced those doubters and had such a fantastic game in the clinching game. But what really characterized the Raptors throughout this entire series, and, and really this entire playoff run was more about how every piece of that puzzle came together. Yes, Kawhi Leonard had one of the greatest playoff runs in NBA history. But Pascal Siakam and Kawhi Leonard combined for one of the best duo scorings in NBA playoff history too. They were phenomenal. The Magic certainly know that firsthand from the way Siakam played in that series in the first round. Orlando was essentially betting that Jonathan Isaac could shut down Siakam in the way that he did during the regular season to win those games. I didn't think Isaac played particularly bad defense, but the Raptors were able to get him out of the game and Siakam just torched whoever guarded him that wasn't Jonathan Isaac. And he did a good number on Jonathan Isaac too, despite what I thought was good defense. Siakam really emerged as a potential future all-star, honestly in this playoff series, or in this playoff run. But it wasn't just about him. It was about the Raptors' role players stepping up in big moments. It was about the Raptors' role players, someone coming to their aid, to the rescue, at all times. Whether it was Serge Ibaka. I know Magic fans probably still a little sore about Serge Ibaka and I got some heat for saying I'm really honestly happy for Serge Ibaka. He's went through a lot in Oklahoma City, came very, very close to winning a title. Obviously came to Orlando and and it didn't work out. The Magic asked too much of him. The the roster was a mess and, and, you know, he probably checked out a little bit. He went to Toronto and was a starter there and played okay, got got his contract and then was asked to go to the bench. A lot of players might have pouted and, 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 been not, and been very upset about that move. But Ibaka stuck with it and had a fantastic final series. He's as much as anything a huge difference in why Toronto not only won this series, but it honestly felt like won it running away. That they were by far the better team. At least the teams that were on the floor. And then there was Fred Van Vliet. Struggled a lot in the Orlando series. But really came through as the playoffs went on. Especially in the finals. Made big shot after big shot. And game six, he made all the big shots. Golden State was willing to leave him open to go double Leonard, collapse the paint around Siakam. And Van Vliet made every big shot that came his way. 
QB Brown gave him an all-star, uh, a Finals MVP vote. And we love Hubie Brown. It's a little, little far-fetched. But Van Vliet was as critical as any piece of the puzzle for the Toronto Raptors. And the Raptors are worthy champions. No one should ever take anything away from the Raptors. They won this series. They were the better team. They were the second best team in the regular season throughout the NBA. They beat the top team in the Milwaukee Bucks. They beat the defending champs. They swept the the defending champs on their home floor. They closed Oracle Arena. They are worthy champions. And if they can re-sign Kawhi Leonard, which a lot of us expect they will be able to do, even if it's on a two-year deal, if they re-sign Kawhi Leonard, I would expect a lot of the same bunch back next year. No reason not to just run that back, even if Milwaukee reloads a little bit. Still, the defending champs did not go down without a fight. And these are not excuses, but the Warriors got dealt a very hard hand in this playoffs and in this finals particularly. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And a team that already didn't have the greatest depth, something Toronto exploited throughout the play, throughout the finals. A team that didn't have great depth was caught lacking. Was caught not being able to take that next step. Obviously, in, in the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter, Clay Thompson went up for a dunk. Danny Green tried to block it from behind, and Thompson landed awkwardly. He was going back to the locker room instead of taking the free throws when he turned around and took those free throws. It was uh, late in the third quarter, excuse me. The Warriors fouled to get him out of the game. Thompson thought he would be right back in, and of course the diagnosis came down that Thompson had torn his ACL. Another just frustrating, random blow to the Golden State Warriors. They'd already lost Kevin Durant to a ruptured Achilles. They'll probably not be without him all of next year if he does resign with Golden State. Thompson probably will be out until January at the earliest, maybe even February. Again, assuming he resigns with Golden State, which I think we all expect to happen. The Warriors literally saw their dynasty crumble. But give them all the credit in the world. They never quit. Andre Guadalla slid back into that kind of starring role and hit big shots all night long when Toronto was daring him to shoot. They boxed and won. Stephen Curry, and he still found a way to squeeze into the lane and make shots and make big shots and big threes and big baskets and big plays. And Toronto's offense sputtered at the end. Up by one with the ball just needing to get fouled, Danny Green turned it over, trying to pass it out of the coffin corner by midcourt to Pascal Siakam and gave Curry one last chance to win the game. Golden State got a great look. Curry got enough separation to get a shot off, and even with 
I think it was Serge Ibaka scrambling to protect, to, to try and contest the shot. Curry got a clean look. And it just didn't go down. This was not the Warriors' year. As, as I think I've, I've said before, I really believe this was the worst of Golden State's teams. That this was the, the worst of this five-year run. And Golden State found out just how hard it is to keep going through this grind year after year after year. To try and win three titles in a row is extremely difficult and not something that should be taken for granted. At the beginning of the season, we all thought Golden State's championship run was inevitable. They were too stacked. But it turns out, circumstances happen. Things happen. And depth still does matter at the end of the day. The Warriors should feel no shame in their defeat. Perhaps frustration, perhaps, you know, certainly upset, but no shame. At the end of the day, they got beat by a really good Raptors team. At the end of the day, what they've accomplished over the last five years is something that, that we probably will not see very often if we see it again in, our, in any of our lifetimes. And next year for Golden State brings a lot of questions. But for today, the Toronto Raptors are your NBA champions. For today, the Raptors are deserving of the moniker NBA champion. They were a tough squad, one of the best in the league all year. They had, they peaked at the right moments. They rose to the occasion, whether it was Kyle Lowry grabbing that rebound in game three against the Magic and setting up the Raptors clinching that game and, frankly, that series on that night. Or Leonard hitting the big shot in Game 7 to, to eliminate the Philadelphia 76ers. They proved themselves throughout the entire season to be the best the NBA has to offer. But now we begin again and go back through the whole cycle once more. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. The day after the NBA Finals ends, I usually, pretty not even the day after, moments after the NBA Finals ends, I, I usually send out a tweet. It's, it's clockwork. You can go check me on this. I send out a tweet to the effect of everyone's O&O. Let's go. Let's start working on that championship. 
2020 champs or whatever year it is. Everyone now has opportunity. Everyone now has the chance to start new, to start again. The fight for the 2020 title has already been well underway. But now with no more games to play, the offseason has truly begun. And for the Orlando Magic, it's obviously a big one. There are big questions about free agencies and who's going to be on the roster. Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross both are free agents this summer. And it's not 100% clear that either or both will be back with the team next year. It's not clear at all. But one thing the Magic do now have in their back pocket is that playoff appearance. Their 42-win season gave them all the experience that, that they'd been lacking over the last six years. All the excitement and energy into an offseason that they'd been lacking over the last six years. And all of a sudden, it feels like the Magic have positive momentum once again. It feels like the Magic have a bright future once more. And they do. Even for their squad, they're they're a relatively young squad. I think their average age on the roster is 28. Average age for the starters is, is 28, and that's kind of skewed by Vucevic and Augustine. Vucevic being 28, 29, Augustine being 31, I want to say. They are a young team. Not about to hit their prime. There's a lot of excitement about what Aaron Gordon does with his playoff experience. What Jonathan Isaac becomes in his third year. What Mo Bamba will be in his second year. And what what Markel Fultz might be as a former number one overall pick. Whenever he gets healthy. It feels like the Magic becoming a player in the Eastern Conference is, if not inevitable, feels a lot more certain. For the first time in a while, the Magic have tangible results to back up the promise and hope that they have. They have proof that, yes, this works. But progress is rarely linear. Just look at the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors went... The Raptors went from struggling just to make the playoffs to to Atlantic Division champions to getting knocked out of the first round, having everything questioned, to making a conference finals, to losing to to the Cavaliers, to... Being the top seed in the East to see the East, it being their year to losing in the second round to those same Cavaliers. They've they took a wild road to get here. And honestly, even the Warriors took a little bit of a wild road to get where they are. Let's track Stephen Curry's career and the doubts and questions that he had to face. The Magic have been somewhat star starstruck or or, or, um, or certainly charmed in their existence that their two main contending teams did seem to have a linear progression going from making the playoffs for the first time to 
advancing further in the playoffs to the finals. 94, the Magic made the playoffs for the first time. 95, they were in the finals. 96, they hit the Bulls and the team broke up. 2007, the Magic make the playoffs for the first time. 2008, the Magic win the division, get to the second round. 2009, the Magic are in the finals. And then they regressed from there. Progression, though, rarely works like that. It has starts and stops. It has challenges and difficulties. And the one thing the Magic must remember, one thing Magic fans must remember as we enter this offseason is that nothing is guaranteed. There is no promise the Magic make the playoffs in 2020. No one is reserving their spot in the postseason. I'd say the Knicks could get Kevin Durant and jump in, but Durant's not going to play. But anything can happen. A team we don't yet know could find that guy, could find that right combination, just as the Magic did, and surprise everyone and make the postseason. To make the playoffs in 2020, regardless of anything that happens in free agency, bringing back the same roster even. To make the playoffs in 2020, the Magic will need the same type of sacrifice, commitment, and grit that they showed, especially in that 22-9 run to end the year, but throughout this entire season. To make progress, they will need to show the same kind of commitment for an 82-game season, not just a 30- or 40-game stretch as they did this year. They will have to be better. Everyone will have to be better. And that task does become more difficult if Nikola Vucevic leaves or if Terrence Ross leaves because then you're replacing them and adding in new elements to the team. You're asking guys to step up and play in ways that are different. And all that is natural. That is something that should happen in some ways. You expect Aaron Gordon to be a little bit more consistent and step up his game. You expect Jonathan Isaac to improve and be a better player. You expect Mo Bamba to start looking like the the player that the Magic drafted or what they envisioned they drafted and take those steps forward in his career. That's what we're moving toward at this point. But none of that is certain. We don't know who takes that next step. We don't know what will happen with Nikola Vucevic. And if he leaves, how the Magic replace the fulcrum of their offense. We assume that the Magic will stay committed to their defensive principles and, 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 and build the same way. But as we kind of saw throughout the year, it, it, it didn't take much for the Magic to topple over and kind of look the way they did before. The Magic's problem still remains their small margin for error. And unless someone takes a leap, which again is possible, that margin for error is still going to be very small on both ends of the floor. Orlando obviously had a fantastic season. 
But replicating that season is going to be extremely difficult. There is still plenty of opportunity. Could the Magic, even just running it back, could the Magic take that next step and be a five seed, a four seed, a comfortable six seed, not sneak, not where, not how it shook out this year? Could they win the division again? Honestly, should the Magic be favorites to win the division again? The answer to all those questions might very well be yes. Expectation now has settled in. The Magic know what they're capable of. They've seen the results. And now they have to do the most difficult thing of all. They have to do it again. And no one's going to hand it to them. They're going to have to scratch and claw and fight for it, just like they did in 2019. Except this time, they won't have the element of surprise. And that might be the toughest thing of all to plan for and and prepare for. Orlando knows what it's like to go through a playoff hunt now. That experience and the playoff experience they got will be valuable to the team. And as they go through their summer. But they can't expect it to happen. They can't just believe that they can show up and make it happen. It, it's going to be a fight. And as the Magic sit at 0-0 zero and zero with a huge offseason and huge opportunities in front of them, They have to find the best way to make it as easy as possible, but they have to find the best way to make it happen again. It's mostly going to come from within. I don't know if a new free agent or a new acquisition is going to put the team over the top. It's going to come from within, of guys coming to camp ready to work. September is a long, long way off. It's a lot of work to do before then. But we're all 0-0 now. All 0-0. All have opportunity. And the title is there for the taking. Or however you want to measure success in 2020. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. 
I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. And of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can, of course, find us as well on the Himalaya app. Download the Himalaya app to get all your podcasts in one place, including suggestions and playlists and the entire Locked on Podcast Network all on the Himalaya app. Don't forget to listen to Locked on NBA today as we continue our Locked on NBA mock draft. All the Locked on NBA podcast hosts are picking for their teams. I pick for the Magic. Pick 16 is on Friday's episode. Find out what I did with the 16th pick. It might surprise you. It might not. We'll see. But definitely check that out. The Locked on NBA podcast is is a great place to go for your national NBA NBA, uh, analysis and opinions as well. Uh, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Up on orlandomagicdaily.com, I have the five biggest needs the Magic have to fill this year, this offseason. We'll talk about that a little bit next week, I'm sure. Uh, so definitely check that out. We'll continue draft coverage next week. I have a guest plan for Monday's podcast, so definitely get excited for that. Um, but until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.